when you take it to multifamily, it gets exponentially more complex because you have so many moving parts that go into operating a multifamily or any commercial asset from the leases to the property management. You're running a business and you have to underwrite future cash flows. If you're a residential real estate agent earning $200,000 a year and you want to grow your passive income, this show's for you. Learn the secrets other agents use and hear from experts in our field in order to guide you along your journey to investing in assets like apartment communities so that you can turn your commissions into cash flow. I'm Randall DeCleared. Let's go, baby. All right. All right. Welcome back to Agents Building Cash Flow. It's me, Randall DeCleared. It's good to have you on. Today, I wanted to address some items on the syndication front. I was talking to some investors and having a really good conversation just about syndications in general. And there seems to be a consistent theme of questions that people are asking over and over again about syndications and some concerns that people have. And they're fair. Every question that you have or someone you may speak with has about syndications needs to be addressed. And so that's the point of today's show. I want to go through and really talk about syndications just in general and what they are. And I'm not trying to sell you on anything a pro and con of doing a syndication or investing in a syndication or not doing a syndication. So Really, the idea and the aim is to just provide you value because the last, I don't know, 20 years of investing in real estate, looking at markets, understanding the different types of opportunities, really diving deep on certain investments and certain asset classes. I know blood, sweat, and tears experience that it's really important that education is key and something that you take seriously. Real estate syndications have grown in popularity over time. They seem to be fairly well known now. And while it's a powerful type of investment vehicle that you could easily go and invest as a limited partner into one of these deals, it may not be for you. And so I want to cover why in this conversation. I want to cover what a syndication is. Really, it's just a pool. Everyone's putting their capital together or a limited partnership putting their capital together to be able to buy a larger asset than they otherwise would be able to do on their own. That's what a syndication is. You can syndicate for real estate, you can syndicate for venture capital, you can syndicate for a lot of things, right? That's to pool of capital. So again, just knowing what it is, there are a number of factors that go into a syndication that I'm going to address today that will help you determine if it's the right type of investment for you. And that's the whole purpose of the show. Again, not a sales pitch to say, this is something you have to do. You should be doing this, invest with Randall, whatever. It's not none of that, right? So hopefully you get some value out of it and you can make more informed decisions going forward after you hear this. So if you're getting something out of the show, if you're enjoying it, please go on, rate and review. Helps me out a ton. Helps me bring on awesome guests because we have a lot of guests today. I was interviewed an industrial guy. So we talk about industrial investing and I was like, I need to start doing that. It's awesome. So I had a good conversation with him. And then I also had another conversation with a gentleman who is here in Texas. He has a pretty awesome strategy where he is container homes and building these container homes. So those will be coming out in short order in the future. But it helps me bring on guests like that so that we can have those conversations and bring more alternative assets and alternative investments to you. So you can have a look at what they are and maybe it's something that you would prefer to invest in rather than multifamily, right? So let's jump in, talk about syndications and see if it's something that will work for you. So some of the things you need to know about syndications to determine if it's something that will work for you. As a limited partner, when you're investing in these deals, one of the biggest problems, or it could be a benefit depending on how you look at it, is that you have lack of control. You do not control anything from the investment itself, meaning somebody's brought this to you and said, hey, 123 Main Street looks really good. So they're putting that together and saying, I identified an asset, so it's not your work. You don't control the property manager. You don't control when distributions are made. 
You don't control the payout structure in general, like what the preferred return is, all of those things. So you have very limited control and you have to make a decision up front whether you like the way the entire business plan has been laid out in order for you to make that investment and then your hands off the entire time. So for some, that's not a great strategy. You may want to have a much more finger on the pulse. Well, that's not a good way to put it because you should have a good finger on the pulse. And I think we'll talk about that in a second. But you may want to have more hands-on where you are making the decisions, day-to-day operations sort of thing. So syndication is not for you if you're looking at it as a limited partner. So that's one thing. Another thing to keep in mind is that the entire project depends on the syndicator, right? The syndicator is the person who has put that deal together. Same person I just talked about. They're saying, hey, I'm going to go and I'm going to turn all these units and make them look a lot better. And so our rents are going to go up. I'm going to refinance in three years, give you some money back. I'm going to do all these things, right? And many operators can do that, but everything is dependent on that operator being able to execute. And so it comes down to you making an informed decision as to whether or not that operator or that syndicator is able to execute what they have promised they will be able to execute. And so doing your due diligence up front is key. And on the podcast, that is, I go through and talk about 50 questions you can ask a syndicator so that you're informed when you're making a decision about that syndicator and about that project that they're pitching. So go back and listen to that. I believe it starts on episode four or five, somewhere in there, very early days. And it's 50 questions over a series of four different podcast shows. So stay informed. Like that is the key, all right? We're proud to be sponsored by Ridgeline Investment Group. Ridgeline has a track record of transacting more than 53 million in assets throughout Texas. Ridgeline's currently looking to acquire 100 to 200 unit class B multifamily communities between five and 20 million in San Antonio, Temple, Waco, Tyler, and other Texas secondary markets. To learn more about Ridgeline Investment Group, visit www.ridgelineig.com. Moving on. Another thing with syndications, especially real estate syndications, there are liquidity issues, right? And what I mean by that is that you're investing your money and you're not going to get that principal balance back for anywhere from three to seven years. Okay. And that depends on the strategy. That depends on, again, the operator and what the market is doing. But knowing that going in, that it's an illiquid investment in the sense that you're not going to be able to put it into a money market account and pull it out tomorrow, right? You're allocating that capital, you're putting it into a deal, and that deal is going to run for three to seven years. And there may be opportunity for you to pull that out, but it's not going to be an easy process. So you're saying, I'm going to set it, forget it. I want my distributions along the way as they come out from the cash flow from the property. And then I'm going to take my profit and my principal balance back in three to seven years. Right. So just know that going in, it's something when you're weighing two different investment options to take into account with these real estate syndications. On top of that, another item is with any syndication, with any investment, you have the risk of loss. These alternative assets, you're putting your money to work, you're relying on the syndicator to go and execute these deals. But ultimately, if interest rates rise faster than they have ever, the interest rate hikes in recent history have been the fastest they've ever risen in history. So when you have a situation like that, the best operators either saw that coming and were selling assets in 21, 22 at the peak of the market, or they were preparing for the issue of their floating rate debt going up. All right. Even all of that being said, there are top tier institutional investors who have had to write down their portfolios because they have lost money. 
And that's just the potential loss is there. So any type of investment obviously carries risk with it, but you have to be okay with that. And again, it comes down to the due diligence that you've done on the operator, their track record, their history. And so again, just take that into account, not saying again, one way or the other, that syndications are good or bad. Just know that going into it. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. You want to be able to touch it, feel it, do all those things and be in control of it. Then it's very likely that syndications are just not for you. Okay. Moving on, but complexity. I've highlighted a number of things here that make these transactions inherently complex. So when you are talking about the complexity of a real estate transaction in general, some people are scared to go buy a single family house. That can seem like a complex process where you're going to get financing. When you take it to multifamily, it gets exponentially more complex, not just on the acquisition side and the underwriting process, because you have so many moving parts that go into operating a multifamily or any commercial asset from the leases to the property management, you're running a business and you have to underwrite future cash flows. But it also is complex from a limited partner's point of view because you don't get to see necessarily all of that due diligence that went into that property. And it may be confusing what the actual returns are. It may be hard for you to figure out if I put $1 in, how much do I get back? Right, And that is an inherent problem within the industry. Let me dive into that a little bit more because the way that these properties are looked at, it's called an underwriting model. And there's a large multi-page Excel spreadsheet that is put together and works backwards into determining a return profile of 17% average annual return with a 14% IRR. But it's all these pages put together and you can do little tweaks that in essence are financial engineering that will make a deal work or it could kill a deal. One cell in the Excel spreadsheet could be off and it makes the deal make sense. So it's just inherently complex. So the point that I'm trying to make is that knowing the operator, knowing their transaction history is all well and good. But when it comes down to actually knowing what the return profile for a given investment or syndication, it can vary widely. And so even though you're presented with something, it still could be hard to understand what your $1 is going to get you in a return. So know that going into it and know that in general, multifamily may be the return profiles are looking like this across the industry, maybe 10 to 12% IRR with anywhere from 15 to 20% AAR, average annual return. Happy to dive into some of those metrics with you if it's of interest, but even talking about them right now, I feel like I've made it more complex than it needs to be for this conversation. So again, educating yourself and understanding what those return metrics are will make it less complex for one, make it easier for you to understand the private placement memorandums and all the other documents that you're looking at. So I guess the point is education, education, education. And I'm trying to just high level discuss it right now. And I've even gotten too complicated, I think, in the discussion. The other side of the complexity issue is, again, the return profile. So I've seen a lot of operators come out with multiple tiered waterfall structures where there's going to be a preferred return along with 70-30 split on the back end. And then if we outperform what we're thinking, then we're going to split 50-50. So again, it just is inherently complex. If you do not understand it and you don't want to take the time to understand it, then syndications are probably not the right thing for you to be investing in. Again, you can get educated on this stuff fairly easily. So I don't know if I agree with that. I apologize. It is complex. <laughs> so we're doing our best here. So finally, the last thing that I guess with syndications that you should be thinking about is the transparency of 
the transaction in general. So I just went through and I just discussed the complexity that goes on, but you can mitigate some of that complexity with an abundance of transparency. As a limited partner, if you're investing in these deals, there's a lot of information that you should be receiving on an ongoing basis. You should be getting the rent rolls as they're coming out. That's just a list of all the tenants that are in the property. You should be getting a list of the financials, the balance sheet, and the profit loss on an ongoing basis. So you can look at them. If you understand financials, you can see, is the property performing the way I was told it was going to be performing? Do we have a bunch of vacancies in this property and the operator simply not paying attention to that, not filling the vacancies? This property is going to have a problem in the next six months because we're taking too long. So as you become a limited partner in more deals and you see more and more of these financials, you see more and more of the profit and loss and what's it what is standard for some of these properties, how they operate, then you can start to see the, I guess, the links between if it's operating properly or if it's not. Point is, you should be getting this communication on a regular basis. And so that can be a challenge sometimes. If you're not getting that information, then you don't have the transparency that you need from your sponsor. And so just know that going into it, right? You should demand the transparency so that you can make good informed decisions and be a good limited partner that is helping bring something to light to that operator if you see it on those financials. Anyway, it's not your job to do that, but just something that you can add to it if you are familiar and getting that information. So guys, that's for syndications. Again, the whole idea was really to bring up some of the issues with syndications so that you can be more informed and make well-informed decisions when you're looking at potential opportunities. I've been trying my best to get on operators in the industrial space and crypto space and multifamily and all these different asset classes so that I can start to get a better understanding of the return profiles that these operators are offering so that you can then have a better idea of what you could put your dollars to and what you can invest in and what you would prefer to invest in. And so I'll continue to do that. If you have anything specific that you are interested in learning about, and I have the opportunity to bring a special guest on that can cover that topic, please reach out to me and let me know. I love chatting with people and learning more myself, and I'm happy to do that. So reach out to me. My information's in the show notes. If you want to catch up, you want to chat, you want to talk, let's do it. Until the next episode, have a good one. Surprisingly, most of the agents we speak with got into real estate hoping to gain passive income and become work optional. However, only one in five ever start investing. Most are simply too afraid to start. Once you get educated by listening to this show, you'll be able to overcome that fear and become the one in five who are finding financial freedom. Don't miss a single episode. If you want to stay up to date, the best way is to make sure you're subscribed. So if you haven't done that, go ahead and do it now. And we'll catch you on the next episode.